0: podcast one production. This podcast was created in partnership with Fantastic Furniture. Hi, I'm renovation expert Cherie Barber and this is Transform Your Home. I've been transforming homes for over 30 years now. I love renovating. I love taking a dated and daggy old property and getting in and transforming that property into something beautiful. This is truly my life passion, and I'm so honored to be sharing with you some of what I've learned in my 30-year reno journey. So in this series, you'll learn how to cosmetically transform your own home. Cosmetic renos are a lot faster, typically a lot less costly. They're also within the skill level of most of us. Which means more money in your own pocket to spend on your own home transformation project. Over the following episodes, I'll share with you how to look at your home just like a designer, how to choose an interior design theme that's right for you, how to select your color combinations from the hundreds of thousands of options available, how to organize logical and calming layouts that work for your space, and how to pick the perfect furniture and accessories that tie it all together beautifully. And it doesn't matter if you're renting or you own your own property, it doesn't matter if you live in an inner-city one-bedroom apartment or a house with a yard in the burbs, I've got transformation tips for everyone's needs. And by the end of this series, you'll be ready to transform your own home from start to finish, just like a seasoned professional. Are you ready? Let's get cracking. before you start picking any of your colours, your fabrics, your paint swatches, before you start choosing any of your furniture, you've got to decide on a style, a theme, a general look for your home, and then you work back from there. Where you start is with the end in mind. I'm going to repeat that because it's so damn important you grasp that. You start with the end in mind. Let's say, for example, a friend of yours says, hey, can you make me a cake for, you know, my parents' birthday? In planning to make that cake, you'd think about a lot of things before you actually make the cake. You'd actually think about, okay, what flavor does the cake need to be? What size does it need to be? Should that cake have candles, decorations? You wouldn't just go out, pick all these random ingredients and hope and pray that cake magically comes together together you'd actually start by making that cake by planning with the end in mind. And making over your home isn't any different. You shouldn't just go out and buy all the fixtures, the fittings, the curtains, the paints, and just magically hope that scheme comes together all beautifully. Because I can tell you what, I've renovated 127 homes now, and just winging things is the fastest way to get your home makeover completely wrong. So what you need to do is you need to think about the end in mind, because there's a really important term in the world of interior design, and that's called cohesion. And that's what brings your home beautifully together as one. So in order to get a cohesive look, you need to create a mood board. And look, this is a really fun part of the process. And there's two ways, essentially, that you can do a mood board. You can do the first way, the very traditional way, which is getting like a sheet of white cardboard. You collect interior design magazines. Maybe you've got the fantastic furniture catalogue that's just arrived in your letterbox. If you open that catalogue up and you see a particular setting that you like and you think, oh, I wouldn't mind that in my home, cut the picture out and you can stick it on your cardboard. Or what you can do is you can do it online. And this is where most people do it these days. There's actually two great websites where you can get all your inspiration, sites like Houzz, which is spelled H O U double Z, or Pinterest. Those two sites alone, they have millions and millions of images. Seriously, you could be there all day, all night just looking at random images. You just copy and paste the images you like, you dump them into your online mood board, and hopefully by the time you get to the end of the mood board, you can actually start to see a theme coming together that you particularly like. Now, when you're creating your mood boards, it's very easy to have hundreds of images dumped into your online mood board. You might get to the end and still be no clearer as to what particular style or theme you want running through your home. So a really good tip is just to look at pictures of rooms that you really love right now It can be anything. It can be a bedroom, a living room, a lounge room, kitchen, whatever, really. And then what you do is you start to visually break that room down, deconstruct the room with your eyes to try and pinpoint what is it that I really like in this room? What is it that I'm instantly attracted to? You might find it's a particular color scheme in the room. It might be things like wall lighting that's creating a certain mood or feeling in the room. It could even be something as simple as the furniture in that picture just being spaced out a little bit more that gives that room a really spacious feeling. So once you start to visually deconstruct rooms and images, you'll actually get a lot closer to defining what style, what things you intrinsically love and what will happen is images that you first pasted into your mood board, you might say, you know what, I actually don't like that image anymore. You'll delete that off. You'll delete another one. You'll delete another one. And what you ideally want to get down to is is probably no more than 20 or 30 images that start to define a particular style, just that one common theme that you want running through your home. And it's really important you have one common theme because one of the big things that adds value to a home, especially according to bank valuers, is a home that looks like it is one, not 10 properties all in the same house. So we know that when you're starting to think about interior design, you start with that master plan, which again is so important. But what do you need those rooms in your home to do for you? Every room in your property has to serve a purpose. It's either going to be a room that you want to relax in. It might be a room that you want to create a lot of activity in, sort of room that you want to create and spark good conversation in. So when you're working out the interior design, you need to say to yourself, okay, what's the sort of personality that I want for these rooms? Is this room going to be more a fun, playful sort of personality room? Or is it going to be formal with a stiff upper lip? So you've got to think about how you want those rooms to make you feel because everything that you put inside that room has to transcend down to that personality. If your room could describe itself, what would it say about itself? What personality would it be? And that personality is the very thing that you need to try and capture on your mood board. So remember, even though your rooms might have slightly different personalities, they come together still as one personality. make it feel cohesive, not split personalities. Now, the reality is most of us don't have tens of thousands of dollars in our bank account just to make our homes look better. So maximising our bang for buck is our very next step, budgeting. So when we're trying to make our homes look better, you want to try and do everything you can to maximize your bang for your buck. Because the reality is, like it or not, your budget is going to dictate what you do and don't do in your home. But what's really important is that you don't overcook it. You don't over-engineer your budget because one of the biggest dirty words in the world of renovating and interior design is the nasty word called overcapitalizing. Now, here's a good rule of thumb to stick by. If you want to transform your whole home cosmetically, inside and out, aim to spend no more than 15% of your current property value. So for example, let's say your property is worth $500,000 currently, your reno budget should be no more than 15% of the $500,000, which would equate to a renovation budget of no more than $75,000 on that particular property value. Obviously, if you've got a higher property value, then your reno budget will be higher. So always stick to 15% or less. Sticking to that formula will mean you don't overcapitalize on your property financially. So, okay, I know what you're thinking right now. You're probably thinking, Shree, I have nowhere near those sort of funds to transform my home. Now, that formula that I've just given you, 15% of your current property value, that's the maximum you should ever spend. But just because I've told you the maximum doesn't mean you need to actually spend that maximum. You'll be really happy to know that you can actually make over your home on a really modest budget. Now, I'm a TB renovator, and often when I'm doing my TV renovations, they challenge me by giving me ridiculously low budgets. For example, I might have $2,000 to make over a master bedroom. What I can say is that when you have a budget that you've got to work with, it's amazing what you can actually achieve, even just on a few thousand bucks. So having a budget mind right at the start will help you collect those images that are more appropriate to your budget. If you don't do that, you're setting yourself up to fail. So the moral of the story is don't overdo your design. Keep your wits about you. Don't get emotional. Spend what is appropriate to your property value and not a cent more. But what I do need to say, it's really hard to completely change the overall look of one room By only changing one thing. You normally need to change a number of things in the room to achieve a completely different look and to make it feel cohesive. So for me, the top five changes that you can make to your home that will make your rooms look completely different are these. One, your paint colours. Two, your flooring. Three, your window furnishings. Four, your lighting and five, your furniture and styling items. And that's what we're going to flesh out and discuss in more details in this podcast series. So to finish up, armed with your mood board and the end in mind, before you get started, ask yourself these key design questions. First one, What do I really love about my place right now and what do I hate? What you can do is look around your rooms, get a pen out and start making a list of what you love and what you hate. Some of your loves could be that big window in your lounge room that lets lots of gorgeous natural light into the room or that original exposed brick wall that you have in your house which looks really cool. Some of your hates could be the horrible paint colour on your wall or that dated daggy carpet that looks like it's been there for the last 30 years. So start getting that list together so you can identify the things you do and don't want in your property moving forward. Second question you want to ask yourself, what interior style or mix of styles do I really love? You've got to remember that we spend so much time in our home these days and more and more people are now working from home. That trend won't change anytime soon. So you really do need to create a space that you truly love because most people spend more than 50% of their life at home. So start experimenting with different looks, different colours, furniture options, furnishing your styling items. And through that process, it's really important that you do try and hone down as much as possible that interior style that you really do love. The third question What practical needs aren't being met in the room right now that you really should fix? So go room by room and document what problems should be corrected. Maybe there's not enough cupboards in your kitchen. Maybe there's not enough hanging space for your clothes in your bedrooms. Nowhere to sit and work from your laptop at home. Maybe you're sick of blowing up the air mattress every time your friends come over for a drink and drink too much. So, whatever the problems are, document them and make sure that those practical needs are being met in your new room makeover. Last question What's my budget for all of this? As I said, most people don't have a lazy couple of hundred thousand dollars sitting in their bank account. So, to give all of your rooms a complete makeover, it's going to come at a cost. And you'll be likely doing a combination of some quick cosmetic improvements, such as painting, maybe with some new furniture and styling items in your home. So it's really important to make sure you don't overspend on your property, and it's really important to have enough money to see this through from start to finish. That's the cardinal sin in the world of home makeovers, spending money that you don't have and more money than what you need to. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode on where you start in any home transformation project. The reality is it might take you a day or two to get your master plan, your mood board together, It'll be time well spent, not only to increase the value of your property, but more importantly, create a space that you truly love. As they say, home is where the heart is. Start with that end in mind, and you'll be on the right track to creating a great looking home. On the next episode, I'm going to be teaching you how to look at your home like a designer. You're going to be learning some really great stuff, like the four key zones in a property, what stays, what goes, and how to look at your room strategically so you can do your home transformation project in the most practical, sensible way possible. Transform Your Home was created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia, created in partnership with Fantastic Furniture. Written and presented by me, Sheree Barber. Producer, Alex Mitchell. Sound production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes, simply search Transform Your Home podcast. Listen for free by downloading the Podcast One Australia app or head to podcastoneaustralia.com.au.